Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today's show it is the 3rd of February, 2023. And on this show today, a look at the Pac-12 television deal, or lack thereof, and John Wilner's piece about the Big 12 maybe precluding the are stopping in some ways the Pac-12 from getting a television deal right now. What does that mean for conference realignment? Latest on the Gonzaga news and also some thoughts on Oklahoma and Texas and their Big 12 escapades, SEC escapades right now. Also a look at the Big 12 basketball slate for this weekend. Busy show coming your all's way here on Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel, tap the bell for notifications, like the video, tell your friends, leave comments as well. Find us wherever you get your podcast, at your Spotify, Apple Podcast. Find us on Twitter at LOBig12, and you guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Before we get into the show today, I want to let you guys know, over the next two weeks, I will be moving. I have accepted a position as a full-time morning radio producer in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, very excited there to be producing the Morning Mayhem on 103.7 The Buzz there in Little Rock. So over the course of the next two weeks, I'll be moving, getting set up. Uh, this means that my time over at SiriusXM with Big 12 Today and also all their other college channels is coming to an end, at least for right now. So right now, I live in Richmond, Virginia, moving to Little Rock. It will not affect the show, uh, hoping over the course of the next two weeks to have five plus episodes over the course of the week. But once I get settled in there, the show is back to normal. It's not going to impact anything with the show, maybe besides when it come that, you know the show comes out. I'll probably end up recording a lot of the stuff um, in the afternoon, at like 2 or 3 p.m. in the afternoon Central Time. So maybe later uh, later postings. But also, I will pre-record a lot of shows, too, the night before, and they come out. So nothing will really be impacted by that. But just want to let you guys know, if you guys see changing backgrounds, if you guys see me in a hotel for a couple days, then into a new apartment, uh, there will be some change here in the next week and a half or, or so. But the show quality should not be impacted at all. We will still have programs for you. Just want to let you guys know that's what's happening with me. So if things are a bit frazzled at times, that is why. But very grateful to SiriusXM. Left off there on a great note and able to move on now to my first full-time position in radio. Was doing the Richmond baseball thing on ESPN+. Plus. Was doing Locked On Big 12. Was doing time at Sirius. Was calling games locally. Now I can consolidate a bit and also find a full-time role in a, uh, you know, full-time role in a full-time show. Uh, and so I'm very, very grateful about everything that's happening, but just wanted to keep you guys updated on that. So bear with me here for the next uh, week and a half things, you know, Hey, where's Josh? Well, he's moving. Uh, but the, I hopefully love shows for you guys. And there's so much going on and it's ironic. It's happening now because sometimes the realignment waters folks, they're very calm and then something happens and then multiple somethings happen or whatever happens at the same time. But it's interesting because we have this, John Wilner piece in the Pac-12 hotline. And then we also have Dennis Dodd's piece that came out on Wednesday about Oklahoma and Texas. We talked about that on the Thursday show. Jake Hatch, John Williams, and myself really attacked the Oklahoma and Texas move. So go there for that analysis. Also, the Big 12 is meeting this week. They're going to consider Gonzaga, right? They're going to discuss what a Gonzaga move could bring, go through those financials and their candidacy. And you know, talking about their candidacies, Dennis Dodd, it sounds like it's still very much alive. Will it happen? I don't know. But is it is it a definite, you know, a possibility? 
Yes, it is. Uh, they're going to meet. They're meeting today, actually, while I'm recording this. So I'm not positive we'll get any news. Let's hope we don't get anything. Uh, let's just hold off, right? No Friday news dumps, nothing like that. But they're meeting today. We'll see if we get some news um, from that. So, uh, you know, on, on the Gonzaga front. But the one thing I wanted to attack today was this John Wilner piece about the Pac-12's television deal. And he wrote this on the 31st of January. So that was on, do, 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 that was on Tuesday. And he was really discussing, you know, the fact that we heard the Pac-12 uh, television deal was coming. It was coming. It's going to be pushed off 2023. And now at this point in time, like, I guess you could say there is, there's a framework for deals in sight, but there is no like deal deal in sight right now that I think would satiate the Pac-12 in the way they're hoping. And a big point that John makes in this piece, and John is normally pro Pac-12, I'm very pro Big 12, you know, you are more inclined to support whatever conference helps pays the bills. But I thought John was pretty candid in, in this. And um, he basically says in this that the Big 12 has more competitive depth, the top two football programs and better media market, well, better media market, Washington, top football program, Oregon. I agree at that point. I have been saying that for a long time. I've been saying any addition of Oregon and Washington would be massive, right? Those are two programs. I've said this a bunch, but uh, Seattle is a fantastic market. Washington is a program that is a basically a sleeping, not a sleeping giant. I mean, they, they won 10 games, 11 games last year, but you know, they made the playoff. So it's a really good, strong program that we know can have success. Oregon is Nike's college football brand. There might be bigger Nike schools, but nobody mismatch, you know, or mismatches, mixes and matches, whatever you want to call it, the jerseys and has the visibility of Nike. Phil Knight, obviously, you know, is getting older. There is a big commitment to them winning right now. It is a big brand that does have value. But there is no debate that the Big 12 has the better competitive depth. Even if you take out Oklahoma over the last three years, five separate teams have made the Big 12 championship game, Oklahoma being the sixth, but they're leaving, so I'm not going to count them in this conversation. But that competitive depth is something that's very intriguing to them right now. And really, he thinks uh, John's kind of thesis here is that the Big 12, because they he says this directly, the Big 12 prioritizes security over cash, opting to renew its partnership with ESPN and Fox instead of waiting a year to hit the open market. The resulting seven-year deal, reportedly worth $31.7 million per school per year, made sense given the league's tumultuous past, but it undercut the Pac-12's negotiation position. Um, and so I think this is a very interesting point that George Klyavkov and Brett Yormark, who sound like they're actually like, they at least were at some point, you know, uh, friendly buddies, whatever. That is not, that's probably not the case anymore um, because Brett Yormark said, all right, let's take this thing to market way, way early. And let's see if people will re-up. And I think the reasons why the answer was yes. And while brands are still king, it's a point I made several times that I'll make this again. The Big 12's competitive depth was something that got Fox back in. The reason why we're not seeing the Big 12 at a place like Amazon, right? I mean, they are on ESPN Plus. I think we should note that. But the reason they're not on somewhere like Amazon is because the product is so good right? There is so much depth. And when I mean products so good, the games are normally very competitive. There are a lot of them. 
especially when we talk, I mean, football and basketball, football, there's a bunch, but basketball, there are a ton of very exciting competitive games. So much so that I know you all get angry when games are on ESPN plus and whatnot. I know that frustrates a lot of you all, but there are so many good big 12 basketball games that it doesn't seem to really matter guys. Like there are still great games on the ESPN family of networks every single week. For example, K-State and KU were on ESPN Plus this week. You might say, man, that sucks. But guys, guess what? In the span of, let's just go eight days, last Saturday to this Saturday, the Kansas Jayhawks will have played Kentucky on ESPN. They will have played uh, K-State, a top 10 matchup on ESPN Plus. And then guess what? Noon ESPN on Saturday, a top 15 matchup between Kansas and Iowa State, right? That's going to happen there. At ESPN, on ESPN2, at 4 p.m., K-State, number seven in the country, will host the Texas Longhorns, number 10 in the country, in a gigantic clash. There are more than enough good quality basketball. Hell, Oklahoma State beat the brakes. I know it was uh, ended up being like a 10-point game, whatever it was. Oklahoma State was beating the brakes off OU last night, especially on defense. They host a banged-up TCU game in a massive contest. Guess what? It's a 2 o'clock ESPN Plus game. That's a meaningful game. Oklahoma State fans, TCU fans, you're going to be going there. And if part of part of the Big 12, and I almost said our, but part of the Big 12's value is – we bring a streaming product relevancy and, uh, you know, and, and eyeballs. That's great. The PAC 12, I think is having that problem right now where, you know, ESPN wants to get involved with them. Sure. Amazon wants to get involved with them, but you know, people know people watch. I think Amazon is not available as many households, right? It's just not available. Amazon prime, like watching, right? We all have Amazon. But like I made this analogy last night, you're not going to buy an air fryer and end up going to watch Utah and Colorado basketball. That is probably not something that's going to happen. I might do that. Josh Neighbors, the you know the prolific uh, prolific uh, basketball gambler, right? That oh you know I'm looking for a little action right now. I just watched the end of the the uh, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State game, and oh we got Washington UCLA on FS1 or whatever it is, right? I'm into that kind of thing. Uh, I'm on, on Amazon. I'm into that. The general sports fan is not general, general sports fan. And like general person is not, I know Amazon's a big platform and you expect you kind of buying into the growth there, but that is not where you want it to be. And so the big 12 getting there early, getting the deal done with eight with ESPN and Fox is worth it because you're not just like when you sign with Amazon, you are just on Amazon prime. There is no Amazon cable television. When you sign with ESPN, the example I just gave you, you are on ESPN, right? You are going to be on ESPN. You are going to be on ESPN2. You're going to be on ESPNU, and you're going to be on ESPN+. And I put in big games there, sure. But with the Hoops games, it's not like they're burying top 10 football matchups. And if it's a top 10 football matchup, I bet you that the ratings would be pretty good if we had one there in those places because guess what? People want to watch big football games. So I think I think that's why the, the Big 12, getting that done, getting the security – it's huge. And also, I think another another thing, too, and this is being proven right now, Dennis makes this point in his piece, 80% of revenues come from football, 20% basketball, 20% is still a pretty good chunk, but still 80% is football. But you have to realize, guys, there is a large portion of time where football is not happening, right? I mean, once we hit January and February and March, we are talking hoops. It's a, it's a big, you know, what, two and a half month portion 
uh, that we're talking about where it's it's basketball on the ESPN and it's even before that too, right in November and whatnot. But big portion of time where it's it's solely on the ESPN Family Network. Sure, I know we're concluding CFP in January and it's going to be even further back. But like the games are not as ha- not happening as often. It's a lot of inventory, and the Big 12 teams are doing good ratings. I know the Kansas Jayhawks are a big draw, but the Big 12 games are doing good ratings because they've got good teams that are playing very often. I mean, Big Monday is just banger after banger after banger. Uh, let's see. Let me give you the example of uh, what do we? Oh, oh, Texas plays Kansas on Big Monday, at nine o'clock ESPN. Folks, in the words of Bobby Fish, where's the lie? All right, they, they they've got this amazing Big 12 basketball product. The Pac-12 does not does not offer that. So if you are buying Pac-12 basketball, if you are Amazon, like you're not guaranteed Iowa State versus Texas Tech, or you know, and, or Iowa State versus K State. You're not guaranteed uh, just to give you another quality matchup, like Texas versus Iowa State. I could be even going, and Texas is leaving, but uh, you know, Baylor versus Iowa State on a uh, you know on your platform. Like there's no guarantee for that. There's Washington and Colorado. There's UCLA and, and, you know, we can't even say uh, USC anymore. And UCLA is going out the door as well. There's ASU, Arizona, great game, big matchup. There's Arizona and Oregon, but, you know, maybe ESPN pilfers those and puts them on their big network. And so, like, what are you left with if you're Amazon in the basketball space? Same thing works for football. I would say that those games are more comparable, like a, you know, Kansas State, Texas Tech is, is more comparable to, you know, like what we're talking about there. But I still think those games the Big 12 are putting on are better contests. I, I think that quite frankly. And so I still believe the PAC 12 was going to stay together and get a deal done, but you have to think now, like they're approaching, they're really approaching the end of their deal. And the longer this goes and the more, there's no agreement. Is there a conversation happening at schools like Arizona, Arizona state, Utah, and Colorado about going elsewhere? Because I know the PAC 12 was exploring expansion, but here's the problem guys. There are no brands out there for the Pac-12 that add value. I was talking to uh, Spencer McLaughlin the other other day over from the Pac-12, locked on Pac-12, and he and I he mentioned San Diego State and SMU. Well, guys, those schools don't add value. Sure, you're in the Dallas market, you know, if you're SMU, and sure, you're San Diego State's in Southern California, and San Diego State's fan base is really big. But do they are television companies valuating those schools as adding value? I would say the answer is no. I would really say that answer is no. It might be worth it for them to go into Texas, but like, is anybody at this point in time saying "Mm, the big 12 really needs to add SMU? No, because they have DFW, they have DFW covered guys. They're going to have, they already have TCU. They just went to a national championship game. Like I'm not sure you need more than also the top 20 basketball program. Nobody's clamoring for SMU. Nobody is. Nobody is in the the big 12. I know, I know Charles, one listener is saying we should, we should do it. I'm sorry, Charles, I'm not going to do it. It does not bring any more money in. It would not make any more sense for the league to do this. Uh, it makes no sense for them to do it. And so you're thinking about this, like the, the big 12 has the entire state of Texas covered. They got West Texas. They got East Texas. You know, they got obviously Houston now coming in. They have East Texas covered, you know, as far as East Texas as you can, as you can essentially go, obviously tech and Baylor uh, TCU. I mean, they really got the whole damn thing covered right now as it, as it pertains to the state of Texas. And so does SMU, does them taking SMU scare us at all? No. Like I think to get to the kind of Gonzaga point, the Big 12 going and stealing a Gonzaga is more damaging than them coming and taking SMU, right? Like, ba- Gonzaga is the premier basketball team 
in on the West Coast right now. It is the premier basketball team on the West Coast. I know UCLA had a Final Four run, but Gonzaga was in a championship game recently. They've they've had sustained success. UCLA just recently has gotten back. I think they will continue. I think Nick Cronin's awesome. But guess where they're headed? They're headed to the Big Ten. So it doesn't really matter. Right. So Gonzaga is like the premier West Coast basketball program. Arizona, I mean, I think it's a premier program, but like they're not on the West Coast proper. Right. So they're a Western, they're a Western team, but they're not in the West Coast proper. So all of these factors make you think like, all right, is there a chance that Arizona, Arizona State, and, and look, guys, I know, I know for a fact that one of these schools was very interested in going. A second school was not, was not as interested. I'm wondering if there is a, and I, I'm sure a continuing evaluation process is happening. Those schools want to stick together, but there's nothing signed and the big 12 has something done and they're, and they're meeting now. I would be absolutely shocked if one of the topics that they are discussing or not, you know, is, is not, uh, let's put it this way. They are discussing more expansion and I get, I bet you that they're talking about PAC 12 schools because the heat should be on. They cannot get a deal done. The Big 12 opened their thing up and they got a deal done relatively quickly. And you might say mm, they sacrificed some, some, you know, some, uh, some potentially long-term gains in terms of what they could have gotten on the open market. Sure, that's true, especially if the conference keeps performing as well as it is. But I'll tell you what, if the conference keeps performing as well as it is, there will be a next television deal and that television deal will be very good and they might get more money. And you might say, Josh, well, the deal's not as good as more teams keep winning. K-State uh, made it back to a Big 12 championship game and won a playoff game next year. You know, when maybe they take the TCU role. We just saw it happen. Why can't it happen to another team, right? Uh, why couldn't that happen again this year? Sure, it could happen. It could definitely happen. But the good deal, the good news is the television deal is only seven years. This is not an ACC situation where it's up again way after. So if you are Arizona or Arizona State, once again, maybe that short-term hit is not as unappealing to you as it was before, right? Because we know ESPN is offering the full pro rata. What that means is for every power five school, the big 12 ads, uh, ESPN will pay out an amount that's equivalent to what they're paying for every single school. So let's just say ESPN is paying $22 million, the current television contract they added Arizona ESPN would flip, would front their 22 million. That's what they would do. The other thing is though, Fox has not agreed to that. Maybe they would. Maybe they would. Fox, a little finicky right now, right? We can see what's happening, and the Big 12 is being finicky as well. But Fox being finicky with the Oklahoma and Texas uh, situation, I'm sure it's being discussed as well. So these are all factors right now, and I think we have to say that aggression from George, from uh, from Brett Yormark, paid off. It paid off big time because if you want to get to that fourth time zone, we're thinking about you know taking teams out west. And the biggest co conference on the West Coast has lost its best two teams and now is struggling to get a television deal done. I think, I think, you know, this is developing into a situation now where it could be more advantageous. And I, I know a lot of us had to change our tune because we don't know what's happening month to month. But if there's no deal right now, if you're Arizona, Arizona State, why wouldn't you just kick the tires on a potential Big 12? Uh, you know, idea reunion, right? Or the thought of, of joining there. I think it should be on the table if you're those schools, if you're Utah, if you're Colorado, Colorado is a weird spot because they, they're just probably really concerned about like grasping the coach prime glow and riding that thing as long as possible. And 
if you're the Pac-12 like that, Coach Prime is not part of your television pitch for a year or two, maybe. Because the thing is, like, that feels like, like I don't think we're talking about a situation where we're talking about Deion Sanders at Colorado for 10 years, right? Like, if they go seven and five, you know, back-to-back seasons, that's pretty successful. That's pretty damn successful at a place that's had, what, one winning season in the last, like, 10 years. So I'm not sure that, excuse me, I'm not sure that's really a big part of this. Uh, there's a lot to weigh here, but I think as time goes along, how is the big, how is a potential reunion, once again, idea of the Big 12, like the thought of them going to the Big 12, I mean, how is that idea not coming to the forefront m- more? If the money doesn't work, guys, the money doesn't work. I'm not in those rooms making those financial decisions. But I feel like, I feel like at this point in time, if the numbers aren't making sense, if they're not getting the type of security they need, then what is the Pac-12 going to do? Because once again, they're in a spot where adding any teams is going to deva- is going to bring down like the per school value per unit value, right? Adding San Diego State or adding SMU or adding Boise or adding Fresno or adding whoever you want to say will bring down the overall unit to unit value of the conference just because those are not valuable television properties at this point. All right, there's just not as many out there for the for the Pac-12. That is that is 100% true unless there's some television exec that really values the ratings of San Diego state football, but I've not seen that. Also, this is not sliding your programs. You guys have an excellent basketball and football programs. You guys are very, very successful uh, G five school, not to knock them at all. Not don't want to do it. Um, But like what adds value, right? So if you're at 10 schools, don't you feel like you need to add one more or two more to solidify yourself? Because if more, if one leaves, you're at nine, that's not a full nine is not a conference. Nine schools is not a is not a conference. There in so I think there is some trouble here. And and, and to kind of wrap put a bow on this conversation, um, at the end, John Wilner says, like, really the, the kind of the clock is ticking on this. Um, you know, he says, we expect the process to conclude by middle of March. If that window comes and goes with no deal imminent, our outlook will take a turn for the worse. Right. Uh, and and he also says the Pac-12 could keep pushing. It could keep attempting to draft off the Big Ten's deal, but the Big 12's valuation is the reality. How are you drafting off the Big Ten's deal? I don't understand how that works. And he really says, once again, the market being set. Like, I'm just telling you, this was a smart move from Brett Yormark. Sometimes patience is the best policy. Sometimes waiting for a coach to see they can hit their stride is the best policy. Patience is will pay off sometimes. But when you're in a volatile situation like this, that short-term security is what's helping them out here and could lead to further expansion, which is what really this conference is targeting and what they want to do. We know that for a fact. Quick word from our sponsors here on the show, and we'll keep this thing rolling. Today's show is brought to you guys by the FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the number one sportsbook in America. They are now the official partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. They're also the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, you guys know the Super Bowl is coming up here. You guys can go there and wager on the Super Bowl and you guys can get a risk-free bet. No sweat first bet. Join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. You guys can bet up to 3K and get three, uh, or you can get a bet. You can get back to 3K in bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Make every moment matter more with the FanDuel Sportsbook. So I don't know if we're going to get any news on Gonzaga today, guys. I am unsure about that. Um, 
I, and also, I really don't know what's happening. Like, like if you were to say, all right, now I hit the term gun to your head, but gun to your head, Josh, if, you know, on the Pac-12 situation and on Texas and Oklahoma, on the Pac-12 situation, my gut tells me they're going to take a deal uh, with Amazon and ESPN. That's what my gut tells me. Um, I think the window, though, for, for, for conference realignment for the Big 12 is now more open than it was, say, two months ago, three months ago. And then if you were to ask me about Josh, Oklahoma, and Texas, your thoughts on what might happen right there. That's a, that's a tougher one, right? That is a tougher question. Um, I will say on the Oklahoma and Texas front, I think it's a tougher question because the that Fox really has nothing to lose with this, right? And so Fox says they can just say we need to be made whole. And there's really nobody that can have too much of an argument about it, Right. The Big 12 should be fine with that because if if OU and Texas leave, um, you know, in 2025, like the Big 12 and Fox got their full complement of games and got their payout and whatnot. If they decide to pony up in terms of future games, then and Fox says this is great. We like the value here. We're fine with this. Then also the Big 12 will be getting its full value, as will Fox be getting their assessed full value. Um, If. If that's not the case, right? You know, I don't think the situation where the Big 12 can just negotiate with Fox and uh, excuse me, the Big 12 and Texas and Oklahoma can just negotiate and they just pay them out. Fox has to be made whole. Fox is a current television partner. And so if they want to complicate this thing and hold them out and say, guess what? We kind of want Oklahoma and Texas to not join the SEC until 25 so we can have the first year. And look, I don't think in the end of the day, I said this last night, I don't think it's a huge deal. I don't think it's a huge deal that Oklahoma and Texas don't enjoy in toward 25. I think the Big Ten would just enjoy a full year of being top dog, right? We've got our full 16. We've got our new billion-dollar television deal. We are the kings right now of college football in the television sense, not in the, not in the winning sense. That is still the Southeastern Conference. But in the TV sense, we are the, we are the, uh, you know, the, the, the alpha males right now. SEC comes, eventually the new deal comes up. We'll see what happens then. But for right now, I think that's an opportunity that, that, that Fox has. But like, what is, what, what leverage do, does the SEC, does, does ESPN and does, uh, do they have, you know, Oklahoma and Texas have over the big 12? The only thing is ESPN's TV partner and then wanted to get Oklahoma and Texas fast. Sure. That's fine. But also they are the ones who own the rights to the, to the games for the big 12. So if they're losing out on games early. Like, you know, what's um, and obviously they get them made up with Oklahoma and Texas being in the SEC then, but like the Big 12 product then loses some value. So maybe they're fine. They're getting Oklahoma and Texas either way, I guess, is the way that they could look at it. So I'm not really sure what their impetus is. Maybe they want the SEC faster because it's, it's more better matchups. Well, I'm just kind of thinking from a TV standpoint, like what's better for them. I mean, obviously them coming early is better off for them. But if Fox says no, Fox says no, and that's kind of like the end of the situation. If Fox says we want until 25, then the SEC, ESPN are going to have to find a dollar figure that convinces them otherwise that they deem worth it. So I think that's a huge conversation. No, I'm rambling about that a bit, but it's it's a kind of this web right now where you've got the Big 12 and Fox. ESPN's kind of in the middle, but more leading towards the SEC and Oklahoma and Texas on that side. And so while we're all ready to put it behind us, guys, if you're Fox, get your bang for your buck because if Fox gets their bang for their buck, guess who else is getting the bang for their buck? The Big 12, right? There's no situation where Fox does – it feels like there's no situation where Fox does not get made whole and the Big 12 gets nothing. 
right? So it sounds like the everybody is going to be satisfied, at least on the sides that we care about, the Big 12 and Fox on the way out. And hopefully it's not many, you know, too hard feelings about it with ESPN and whatnot. Um, I think this is kind of all is fair love and war, right? Uh, you know, Big 12 was mad at ESPN for taking Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC, but also at the same time, how can then how can then ESPN and the SEC be mad at the Big 12 for being like, we want to get the most value out of this while you guys, you know, are taking them on the way out? So I think it's kind of a give and take there. And I don't think it's I don't think it's too much of a concern. I think we should have to mention that. All right, quick word from our sponsors, and then we will touch on Gonzaga and a Big 12 basketball preview for the weekend. Um, today's show is also brought to you by the folks at Built Bar. You guys can now get Built Bars at Sam's Club and at Walmart. At Sam's Club, you guys can get the 13-pack. At Walmart, you guys can get the uh, the four-pack, and they've got a bunch of different flavors. You guys can also go to Built.com today. Use the promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com today. Try out all their different flavors. Once again, built.com today. All right. Um, so the Gonzaga move will be discussed. If we have any more news on that, we'll let you guys know. I think I think it would be an aggressive move, and I think there's a way to financially figure that out. I think the statement that it makes, it also could put pressure on the Big 12 even more so, to, or the Pac-12 rather, to find themselves a deal faster when you start taking teams that are in their footprints. We'll have to see on that. Big weekend of Big 12 hoops coming your all's way. Um, I love these loaded Saturday slates. We get two top 15 matchups, a top five matchup happening as well. The day begins with Kansas and Iowa State. This is a massive game for multiple reasons. Number one, Kansas looks like they are kind of returning to their form or the last two performances that they have had. One at Rupp Arena with a win over Kentucky. And also they had a really nice one um, they had a really nice one against K-State the other night at home. Although I thought K-State made a very good acquitting of themselves in that game. Right now, there are three or four teams that are tied in second place. Iowa State, TCU, Kansas, and K-State are all at six and three. Texas is your leader right now at seven and two. What can happen this weekend you know, if, if Iowa State wins, and like this thing can really become a jumbled mess. It could be a, it could be a, a complete jumbled mess if they win and then K-State wins, right? Um, the way this thing becomes really fun, you know, or, or well, I think that's really fun. That, that's, that's exciting. The way this becomes a Kansas taking control type situation is if KU beats Iowa State, that's, that's a backslide for Iowa State. And then if K-State beats Texas, um, then it feels like we're going to be having a surging of KU and K-State to the top. And to me right now, I feel like those two teams, the best of the Rodney Terry's done a tremendous job. The one problem for Iowa State is, and the reason why I don't think they're a title contender, they're 11-0 at home. They are 2-5 and on the road, folks. They are not a good road basketball team. They just lost on the road to Texas Tech. They lost on the road before that to Missouri. They lost at Oklahoma State. They lost at Kansas. Or they had a couple of road wins earlier, but they're going to be playing the rest of the way, guys. They've got big road games coming up at West Virginia, at K-State, at Texas, at Baylor. Could all be games defining the Big 12 race and really motivated teams either need them for tournament position, like West Virginia's going to need that game for tournament positioning and trying to get off the bubble and whatnot. That'll be a huge contest for West Virginia, right? So I just don't think Iowa State, with the way their offense is built, is built to win games on the road. Um 
Although bet against them at your own peril at, uh, at, uh, you know, at, at Hilton Coliseum. So I think I'm going to might, I might lean Iowa state in that game though. K state or Kansas playing their best basketball of the year, Texas tech and Baylor, uh, Texas tech, you know, putting together a nice little run. LSU is not very good. They beat LSU and they beat Iowa state now. And so, um, can this team surge? I'm not sure the news on pop Isaacs will be on this. He's not played recently. We'll see them get him back, but Davion Harmon, uh, was kind of the guy. And also Kevin O'Banner, massive second half Baylor's back at the Farrell center. They're a little bit of a wishy-washy team at home. Sometimes they're just a tricky team in general. Uh, I thought they played Texas really tough the other night. So I think this game probably ends up being close, but I think you take Baylor to pull away. Oklahoma State, a massive opportunity to notch back-to-back road wins. Not sure how healthy Eddie Lampkin's going to be. Not sure. I don't think we're going to see Mike Miles. It feels like we're not going to see him. But we saw Eddie Lampkin for a short spat, uh, or stint rather, in the game the other day. Um, so we'll see how much Eddie Lampkin is back. But with Oklahoma State getting a big win, they inch themselves closer towards the bubble. Right now, they probably flip-flop with Oklahoma State, and so that's a huge game for them at home. Let's see if they can hold home court at Gallagher-Iba against TCU. My favorite matchup of the day is K-State against Texas. Texas has been a good team, but not a great road team at 3-2 and two on the road this year. They're in first place. This run is really the matchup that I think defines what happens because there's a situation here where Texas, they'll have to, you know, if they win this game, they'll maintain a one-game lead, whatever. But if Texas wins and Iowa State wins, um, that means K-State and KU fall to two, game, fall to two games behind Texas, which would be a massive, massive benefit for the Longhorns because I think those two teams are the most legitimate threats right now to them in the league. So I, th- I think that this game is massively important for them, but I expect Bramwich to be crazy, and I expect K-State to win at home. I feel like a lot of the home teams uh, this week have good chances. Kansas is the one I'd, I'd push back and say the other way on. The final game of the day, this one's a weird one because both these teams need this one pretty badly now, especially after what happened. West Virginia hosts Oklahoma. West Virginia lost momentum the other night when they played TCU on the road with a tough, hard-fought loss. Oklahoma just lost some momentum now, two and seven. Both these teams, two and seven in the league. This one for Oklahoma feels like a loser leaves town match. It feels like you gained so much momentum that Alabama win, and then you just crapped it all away last night against Oklahoma State. For West Virginia, it's about regaining the momentum that they had, and they can do that against an Oklahoma team that is reeling and get themselves back in their winning ways. And I think right now, in terms of bracketology, Joe Lenardi still has, he hasn't updated it since the 31st, but uh, he has West Virginia on the right side, last four buys right now. Since then, they have lost to TCU. Uh, Pitt, who's in the last four in, uh, beat North Carolina. Kentucky got a big win this week, although it's not really important, but Oklahoma Oklahoma lost, Texas A&M lost. So there's actually some some kind of positive momentum for, for West Virginia right now uh, just because of what happened with the teams around them. So I think that's big to watch. But I, I think West Virginia is going to be going in there trying to maybe land a, a consecutive body blow to the Sooners. All right, that will do it for this Friday show being recorded on Thursday. If there's any breaking news, I will try to get a video out um, as soon as possible. And hopefully nothing that happens on, on Thursday will nullify what happened uh, during the show. But if it does, we'll have something come out. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at LO Big 12. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. You guys can find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of those places. You guys can find us on YouTube as well. The next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.